officially fall, and here in Virginia, ooh, it sure feels like it. Feels good. My air conditioner and my wallet can breathe a sigh of relief. We can sleep with the windows open, and it's hunting season. Fall is definitely my favorite season. Of all the seasons, there's only four, but of all the four, fall is my favorite. The leaves look cool. Camping is better. Bonfires, hoodies, sipping on some bourbon. It all comes together. So welcome to the podcast. My name is Garrett. I've got a radio show in Richmond, Virginia on K95 Country Station. I'm on in the afternoon from 3 to 7. This would be episode 006, episode 6 of The World According to G. So as we're just getting started with this podcast, I'm trying to find guests that fit kind of my personality and things that I get out and do. So far, it's been country music and hunting. This week, I thought it would be fun to kind of give you a little bit of insight into my personal life. So my best friend of a long time, which we'll find out how long when we talk to him, my best friend Josh uh, from Colorado is going to join me. He actually flew out to Virginia and we spent the weekend camping, fishing, and drinking some bourbon. So we talked about some of our adventures, if you will, over the last however long it's been. So we're going to catch up with him here in just a minute. It was fun. Now, my wife has been in Colorado visiting family for the last week. So at the house, it's been me and the girls. And the girls are back in school, but they're doing virtual learning. They don't ask me a lot of questions when it comes to schoolwork, which is probably for the better. I was a subpar average student, but I got to be honest, they have been amazing while my wife has been gone. I was fearing the worst, but it didn't happen. And so I think my wife is worried to come back now because I told her, I said, the girls have been amazing. They cleaned up their room. They cleaned the house. They put away the dishes. They do laundry and they got along, which never happens. So I was so excited about that. And the wife comes back this week and watch them just turn on a dime. Complete opposite of the way they acted for me. I'll kind of giggle in the background. I know there's going to be anger and frustration and I'm going to be in the middle of it. And it's probably not going to be pretty. So I'm sure this weekend I will have to get my wife out of the house after she just got back. But the cool thing about that is early on in this COVID thing, my wife and I were going around finding love signs here in Virginia. uh, The motto is Virginia is for lovers. So all over the state, you can find these signs that are nothing more than the word love. And you can be as creative as you want in building these love signs. Some of them are really big. And some of them are kind of small, um, like at elementary schools and stuff that the kids create them. But then there's some that are so elaborate and amazing. And as we started out on this journey, we thought there were like 200 of them around the state. We found some people on Instagram that we now follow that visit them every single weekend. Come to find out, there's over 400 of these love signs around the state. So I'm pretty sure... I'm going to get my wife out of the house this weekend, and we're going to go visit some. There's one that I really want to see, 
It's on the James Madison estate near Montpelier Station. It's a love sign with the phrase, we the people, written across the top. So maybe I'll get my wife out of the house, go do that, sip some bourbon, find a winery or a distillery, and just enjoy our weekend. Totally something fun to do if you happen to be driving through Virginia. You mean there's more? Time flies. You're having fun. So let's go have some fun. Right this way to the fun zone. That sounds fun. It's showtime. (laughs) The World According to G podcast, episode six, and actually sitting by the fire um, at a campground. Here in Virginia, this has been a uh, a fun couple of days. I got uh, my buddy Josh with me, hello, aka hello. Maverick, Maverick from Colorado, um, and we we finally figured it out today. We did finally figure it out. We we have official record of our friendship, thanks to the web. I still have this light on my head. Since we're at the <laughs> campground, we have a fire, and <laughs> I brought recording equipment to this. You know. To the campfire, but I got to turn off the light. So the world according to G podcast. I've had Kanan Smith. I've had one of my coworkers. I've had uh, Orpax Hunting Preserve and Mon Q and Creek Outfitters. And you should have been about two episodes ago, but because it didn't work, we're trying it again. So I had to fly twenty five hundred miles <laughs> to record a podcast. We went out on the kayaks this morning at. 7 a.m. to fish. And how'd your fishing go? Uh, not that good. But this, that's pretty normal. As we figured out, we've officially been friends for 25 years. Over the 25 years, we started a tradition years ago to go camping. The camping started in Colorado. Where did we start? 11-mile uh, reservoir. And how did that go? Well, the bottom of the fishing hat is full of stories, so... (laughs) You got to set up the hat. Yeah, I got to set up the hat. So when we went, I brought a brand new fishing hat, and just stuff started to go wrong. And so Garrett actually thought it would be good to start documenting all of this information on the hat. And so that first trip in 2007, so I had just moved back from Florida... Um, and we decided to go to Blue, not Blue Mesa this year, but 11 Mile Reservoir. And we started filling up the bottom of the hat. This, the hat is getting pretty close to full. The hat is basically... It's a fishing hat. It's a fishing hat, yeah. but it is short stories, or not even short stories, but it's one phrase, one phrase that describes our trip or something that happened during the trip that yeah, we and I always was, remember. And I was sitting down with my wife before we got here, and it's just like I, I was shocked to remember that our first trip was in 2007. And if you remember, if you start reading back those stories, it's just, it's crazy. Well, we did this just as one of those things as a guy's trip that we're like, you know what, what should we do as friends that we can go and, it's just us guys. And we tried to get one of our other friends to go, and that's actually made it to the hat. It is on the hat. We invited Chad, and then the next bullet point is Chad didn't come. <laughs> Chad has so, never and, and, come As, as he's listening trip. to this, hopefully he, uh, he knows that he's officially made the hat. When we started this, we it's just been nothing but a series of 
comical errors. Oh, jeez. The entire time. And I don't know why that is, but it has happened. And so we have maintained these trips, even though you moved to Florida, you came back to Colorado. Right. I left Colorado, moved to South Carolina, and then Virginia. Yeah. And this summer, though, you've made it out here twice. Yeah, we did uh, Lake Anna. Uh Uh-huh. And we're here at Bear Creek. Bear Creek Lake State Park. Yeah. And there's, it's on a Sunday night, so there are two other campers here. Yeah, they're enjoying this podcast as well. (laughs) We went, uh, last year we got one trip in. It wasn't necessarily a camping trip, but it was a trip where you came out and we went fishing. That's right. But that was probably our most successful fishing trip to date out of all these years. That's because we had a guy that knew what the heck he was doing. That's true. That's true. Although we've hired a guide in the past, and that was just a waste of 300 bucks. So we have this thing, because we, we suck at catching fish. We really do. So we thought it would be smart one time. We're going to say, let, see, here's the thing. With Blue Mesa Reservoir in Colorado, when we went, it was May. And so it was ice off, meaning it was just melted enough for the lake trout to start to come up. That's right. To be fishable for us. Yeah. So what we did was we decided to hire a guide. And we get I out there. I felt like he just took us into exactly what we already did. We already were doing the exact same thing. That's right. So he showed us exactly what we were doing. And by the time we got done, I kind of felt like, I don't even know how to explain it. But I felt like I got taken for everything I had. Well, true, and I think I think we figured out that trip that the um, the fish finder may have been stuck in demo mode from the uh, <laughs> from when my dad purchased it. Yeah, that means that we saw fish constantly on the fish finder, but we still weren't catching. But last year, probably the most successful because we caught cobia. Yeah, and we hired a guide. You're right, we did hire a guide. We hired a charter to take us out in the Chesapeake Bay. And we got cobia. We got... Spadefish. Spadefish. And And we we also got... those red drums. Red drums. Yeah, we caught those red drums. That was kind of fun. Which we got citations for the red drums. Yeah, we did. I actually got mine hanging in my office at home. I don't have mine hanging yet. It's sitting at just home. Well, I mean, like, you're crazy fast-forwarding because I think what's interesting about this 25 years is there's all kind of crazy stories, but... As we sit around the campfire, the fishing stories are always the uh, the best. However, they're expensive camping trips. That's really what they that's, are. That's what they are. They're just expensive camping we trips. We spend all sorts of money on gear. <laughs> we eat good. We eat we, really good. What did we have this week? Uh, we had the cobia, although it wasn't mine. I had to give Zana that was my and uh, Raya credit yeah, for uh, catching the cobia. So we had cobia steaks. We had... Surf and turf. We had fillets with that, and then we just fired up some uh, wings on the green egg. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't go hungry during our fishing trips. Oh, by the way, we got to give credit to, I think it's Over the Fire Cooking on TikTok and Instagram. Oh, right, right. Because I had sent you a video from TikTok of this guy's cooking, and you bought the rub and had it shipped to Virginia. I like sending you random stuff. What was the... <laughs> the other one was uh, the uh, I like to watch Hallmark movie socks. <laughs> a pair of socks. A pair of socks. And you were so worried that you had d- done some drunk Amazoning. 
I hate doing that when you send me those. Seriously, <laughs> legit. I'm like, like you didn't even know where the seasoning came from. I didn't know. I had where to the ask seasoning... you like two days later whether it had come. Or I not. thought it had come from somebody else because I had gotten a message from a, a work acquaintance that said, "Hey, I'm sending you something. Be on the lookout for it. Let uh... me know when you get it." And that was just three days earlier. So I legit thought that was coming from him. <laughs> And he sent me something this work else totally cool se- that yeah, was he, really he cool. You seas- just sends you seasoning just for the he heck of it? He didn't send me seasoning. He sent me, they had, he works with Lee Bryce. Ah, I got it. Can I just say this is the right way to do this? <laughs> Trying to do it over FaceTime, like after 25 years doing this stuff over FaceTime, flying 2,500 miles is the right way to do this. By a campfire, and- there may or may not be whiskey involved. There's always whiskey. You know, I think I'm thinking, you know, I and, and grabbing that hat and coming out here as we were going to plan on doing this. I, you know, looking at 2007 as I think about that first trip and, the, and frankly, the bottom of the hat being filled with uh, information. So the first thing that actually happened on the boat was I lost my greasy ball cap, <laughs> right? As Eric Church would say. Uh-huh. In the boat and it sank. And then I think, I think I'm going to put this on you. I think you decided to park the boat next to the campsite, and then we woke up the next morning. Really? Was that me? <laughs> I don't. I'm. I, I'm going to put it on you. Okay, you go ahead and put it on me. I don't okay. think it was me, but you can put it on me. I don't care. But I, you know, I think that it's just like if we think about this podcast, and you and I could, you know, we could theme this however we wanted to. <laughs> Twenty-five years, fishing stories, country music. You know, it just kind of goes round and round. Right. And, uh, you know, I think somebody should write a song that just says beers to catch up on. Because that's all we have time to do anymore. You've got, I I was telling you that your kids are like Raya being a sophomore in high school. Uh Uh-huh. Like both of us can remember now our own kids getting, being born. Being born. And and you're remembering my grandkids. Uh Uh-huh. Being born. I will say, because I work in the music industry, working in radio, somebody has written a song called Beers to Catch Up On. Oh, that's right. Um, And you know, (laughs) it is a group called Low Cash. That's right. Chris and Preston. And they have been really good friends of of both of ours, actually. uh, I've known them for quite some time. I remember, okay, so let me say this about Low Cash. When I left Colorado to go to... South Carolina. I was on that drive and I heard a song from Locash and I was like, oh my God. I had to text Preston and tell him what a cool song that was. It was The Best Seats. That was the name of the song, The Best Seats. But I remember telling Preston that. The other part of that is I was on that trip with you. Yes. And we were talking about that today. I think, you know, again, knowing we were doing this, I think it was kind of cool to just spend time and reflect on all of our trips and, and everything that, that's gone on. But, um, you know, after, you know, doing what we do for years, you had to move. We had a going away party. I still have that video on my phone, by the way. I still have the picture of you and I holding that Joe Diffie license plate. Oh, that's right. Back in 90, what did I say, 95? That was 90. The Joe Diffie thing was 95. 95. But you were headed out. You left Colorado. I'm sitting in my office at work. 
And I pulled up a Frontier flight, and it was $49 to get to Kansas City. (laughs) I was thinking I was making this drive to South Carolina by myself. And I get a call from Josh, and he goes, I'm going to meet you in Kansas City. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, I just booked a flight. I'm going to see you in Kansas City, and I will drive with you the rest of the way to South Carolina. And you picked me up, and where did we go? To the casino. (laughs) (laughs) We went and gambled and drank whiskey until uh, very early in the morning. Let me just say that drive from Kansas City to Nashville hurt But it was right outside of Nashville. To to bring it back to the low cash, it was right outside of Nashville when you got that uh, when you got that song. I don't remember where I actually heard it. So anyway, low cash has that song. Beers to catch up on. I think you think we should just title the podcast "Beers to Catch Up On." Well, that's what this is, right? Like I feel like that's all we have time for anymore. Uh You know, we get together for fishing trips. That's about it anymore. Look, you part of your job involves Virginia. Yep. You do commute to Virginia from time to time. You haven't because of COVID. I know. When I tell everybody at work I'm coming to Virginia, the first question is, are you going to the office? I'm like, no. no. Not going to the office. No. How many people at your work are now working from home? Uh, everybody now. We've got uh, 10% of people can go into the office, but we're not having that now. So basically everybody works from home. Yep. It's almost the same for for my job. I have now a studio at home, so I can do... My radio show from home. I can do commercials from home. I still go into the office a couple days a week. I know. I love the first time that we were filming this, or taping this, I should say. Um, Heather, Garrett's wife, um, was uh, in the background yelling at us to tell this story and this story and this story. and, and She uh, said, you're not telling it right. You need <laughs> to ask this question and do this. It's almost like she was my producer. That's right. And I think that it's it's you know, what's what's great about that is that, you know, everybody knows our story. I will and say I, this about Josh. My wife calls him my plus one. It's not my wife that's my plus one. It's Josh that's my plus one because he goes everywhere with me. I know. And I just show up at random places. And I <laughs> I, I would be surprised if Heather was the only one that actually thought that. As your listeners will be sitting here, I think it's what's really cool for anybody that's listening that has, you know, relationships, you know, like a Chris and a Preston probably, Uh um, you know, that go back, you know, 25 years. And we both watched both of our kids. You were the first person that took pictures of Jillian. Right. With her tongue sticking out, <laughs> um, you know, at the hospital, and I think that it's it's just it's great to have you know those types of you know those types of relationships, um, you know, that are out that are outside of your family circle. I mean, it's 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 a chance to relax. It's a chance to sit here and listen to God knows what up in the trees right now. I mean, it's 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 been a really fun ride, and and uh, we talked about the hat. You know what we should do? We talked about the Vegas bench first. But well, like the Vegas. Hold on. There's there's this thing that Josh came up with called the Vegas bench, which we will get to in a minute. But do you think we should run through what's on the hat? Oh, we should run through what's on the hat. Where's the hat at? It's on the. It's on the table. It's on the table. <laughs> of course, got, we're having a podcast yeah. and we're not even talking. Hold on. Yeah, and you've got your light on, so you need to go get it. All right. Do you, Okay, so we're going to come back to this. I'm going to put another log on the fire. Do you need another drink? Yep. All right. We'll pause and we'll come back. 
during this break, um, we put more logs on the fire. Yep. We got you another drink. Yep. We grabbed the hat. We got the hat. I don't know if anybody uses a thermocell. I don't sponsor them, or they don't sponsor me. But I will say that thermocell works wonders when you're camping or hunting. So we found the hat. Dude, this 07 trip <laughs> was ridiculous. Ridiculous. What is the first entry? Well, the first entry is all that, and all we caught was a baby little carp. I remember that carp. This is the year, Garrett, and we're going to tell this story because even after 25 years, me flying to Kansas City, like we talked about, driving, you know, gosh, not how many hours we drove to South Carolina. <laughs> it was two days. And I get a rapella lure in my finger. Oh. On that same trip, and it went past the barb. In you your walk finger. to the front of the boat, you take one look at it, and you're like, yep, you're on your own. Okay, can I... <laughs> Let me go back to this for a second. I have a weak stomach. I wanted to help you, but I couldn't help you. I would have thrown up all over the boat. I'm just glad now that I have something in common with Red Aiken. <laughs> <laughs> or Thomas Rhett. <clears throat> Thomas Rhett, because Thomas Rhett. he did. He was fly His fishing dad's recently. Aikens. Yeah, Thomas Rhett was fly fishing recently, and he got a lure. Was it stuck in his calf? I think it was. It was in his leg. Stuck in his leg, and he. there's an Instagram picture of him where he's got his uh, waders pulled down because he got the... But yeah, yours was much worse because... It was in the finger. You had to push it I all did. the way through. All the way through. Yep. While you sat in the back of the boat. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I honestly, I wanted to help you. I couldn't bring myself to do it because I knew that I would hurl. So in 07, we watched somebody put up a tent, break some poles. We beached the boat, which we talked about. Which, which you said that's my fault. That you're but on, that. You're on the hook I'll for that. I'll take it. You're on the hook for that. I'll take it. Which, how long did it take us to get that thing away? An hour. And that's on here. And that's on here. So we have a fishing hat. Like, it's a classic, you know, full-brim fishing hat that just has stories. And I I tell you, where I got the idea was my grandpa did the exact same thing uh, back in the day. And I've got fishing stories documented with him and thought it was a really cool idea. But I gave that to you as a Christmas present you did. one year, right? Yep, you did. Yep. What uh, what comes after the lure? Well, that takes us to 08, and then we moved on from 11 Mile because it was so windy. But 08, <clears throat> Garrett, is it's the year. The year of? Running out of gas. Oh, that was the worst year to me. It was the worst year. <laughs> We're on Blue Mesa Reservoir in Colorado, which is the largest body of water in Colorado. And granted... For some of the places I've been to here in Virginia, it doesn't seem that big. Yeah, it's like 200 feet in some places. Was it the uh, the uh, the fuel? Yeah, we just ran flat out of gas. And as the uh, as the hot as the uh, hat documents, we ran out of gas. We floated for four hours. Four hours. <laughs> four hours. We ran the trolling motor as long as we could until the batteries died. We started <laughs> paddling with the wood ore that we had on the boat and then we broke it. You know what I feel like as I was as I'm thinking back on this, you know Tom Hanks when he was stranded on the island and then he was on the little raft and he was floating for days. Right. 
I kind of felt like that because there was that a was while us. it was like 90 degrees out. Yeah, you know what was entertaining <laughs> is you know every year we go out and we don't compete in it, but there's that fishing tournament, and that fishing tournament was going on, and we watched everybody just go right on by, go right on by. They'd wave. They'd wave until we got. We were about a half a mile from the dock. Yeah, when the firefighter. And his family, and his God family, bless him, towed us in the rest of the way, pulled the boat up, and unfortunately, we decided to pack up, and we're driving home, and Garrett, this is the same year. This is the trailer. This is the lug nuts. <laughs> I don't even know how to, there's nobody that can have this much go wrong at one time. And we didn't on catch one any trip. fish. We didn't catch any fish that We didn't trip. catch any fish. Trolling motor died, boat died, towed back to shore, and we're driving back through the mountains, and I think you were like, did you hear that? I did. Did you hear something? And I'm I like, heard, yeah, I thought I, I heard something. And I heard it. We pulled over. There are absolutely no lug nuts on one side of the boat trailer. To this day, I will tell you that I still believe it was somebody that t- took them off. To use them for weights at that fishing tournament. <laughs> There's no way that we can lose that many lug nuts. We couldn't have lost all of them at once. But it sheared the actual lugs off. So, I mean, how many trips did we make back up into Woodland Park? Uh, two. Right. And the sheriff came. Yep. Pulled us, pulled us over. Told us that we couldn't park there. Right. Because we were in the middle of the road. Yep. And as, as the hat says, no fish. No fish. So back to the expensive camping trips. When it's all said and done, we still had fun. Yeah, we did. It was an experience. Yep. So we go past 2008. Yeah, the next significant thing, you know, we went in 09, you know, the birds got the trail mix on the boat. Oh. Yeah, so we walked back up to the boat, and there are M&Ms and trail mix all over the boat. (laughs) All over the boat. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But you know what? We camped in style, though, right? We had the wall tents. This is where we upgraded from a regular tent to a canvas wall tent. Yep. It had a stove. What did you call it? The dragon. The dragon. The dragon. Upgraded to the canvas wall tent, which was how big? Uh, 17 feet by 20 feet. We had our kitchen inside yep. the tent. We had our sleeping area inside the tent. Hey, I found it. 2010, Garrett, is when we invited Chad. So, I mean, it took three years, but... Okay, so here in Virginia, real quick, the humidity and I do not get along. (laughs) So we're sitting by a fire. It's in the summer. Well, I guess it's not the summer anymore. This is the second weekend of uh, September. Yep. And I'm sweating. And it's 9 o'clock at night. Where do we go from 2010 where Chad did not show up again? So in 11, we thought we'd be cool. And we bought some downriggers for the boat. Right. We ran those all day long. And then we killed the battery. Didn't work. Downriggers didn't work. We lost five fish, as noted by the hat. And then I think it was you that bought the new bed. No, that was you. Was it me? Yeah. Well, that was because you bought the... It was almost like a queen queen size mattress. Oh, that's right. And then it was that's an air mattress right. on some kind of weird frame. That's right. That's right. That's right. Is that the same year that we had the uh, the downburst? The what? The downburst or the microburst? Oh no, 
that actually is not on the hat because it's probably <laughs> <laughs> you say 08 with the gas and the lug nuts but that was the last trip so it had to have been it had to have been 2010 2011 and and you, you're depressing me with the whole tent story. Well, I mean, there's <laughs> no other way to go than to go there not, because this is where all of a sudden our hopes and dreams of camping kind of got shot to crap, and we kind of stopped doing it after that. We did. Like it was, we killed the tent. We were having a great time. Actually, I actually think we caught some fish that year. We did caught. Catch. We did catch some fish that year. Whiskey. We caught some lake trout, but we're sitting out on the water and you. You that look was scary. Up and you're like, clouds was, are coming in. We should probably start to go back. Yeah, that was scary. We look, and we're thinking, okay, a couple more minutes. Let's go back. Well, that couple more minutes was too late. Yep. We got uh, stuck in quite the storm. Yeah, we got caught in it. I mean, it was it was nasty out there. We had rain. We had wind. We had hail. We're on the boat, and we're getting – we're about a mile from maybe two miles – from the dock, and we're getting hailed on. Yeah, it was it was just it was a scary time. But what's crazy is that by the time we got to kind of the entry towards the boat ramp, we could look up, and camp was gone. Something wasn't right with camp. But we were still trying to dock the boat in fifty mile an hour winds, yep. and the boat was sideways. We get in the truck, we're soaked. We're battered with hail, and then we're driving to the campsite, and we see one of those, one of those campers that sits on the back of the truck. That's right. It was knocked over, and we the thought park this rangers, ain't gonna be good. The park rangers were out checking on everybody. We get to our campsite. That wall tent was no longer there. That's right. And you you sent me because I think it was the ten years. Um, you still had the pictures on your phone that that actually showed. Me standing there with the bent poles. These are steel poles. They are. Right? For the wall tent? Yeah. Yeah. I I posted that on social media, and we had those. Those are reminders now when that comes up. But we lost the wall tent. The rangers came up to us and said, y'all okay? Yeah. We said, yeah, but we don't know where our tent is. <laughs> and we packed up and left early. We did. Um, That bed, that crappy bed that you still had? Yeah. Was still sitting still there. sitting there. But that was the, tent the craziest was thing. It was like a tornado. It, it lifted the tent up and put it across the campsite and left our kitchen, left our beds, everything just sitting there. That's and I nuts. think that was the last trip. Well, now, you came out, you came out and we got a cabin at 11 Mile. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did. I do have to tell a funny Garrett story, though. Oh, geez. For Here anybody that's listening that wants Garrett to boat. To, to actually drive the boat. Are you going to do the trailer? I am. So what's really great about technology these days is that your truck will back up a trailer for you. But uh, I would recommend that you this not This was pre-technology. Yeah, pre-technology, right? And I would actually go hide on the side of the boat ramp while Garrett backed the trailer up because he would take basically the entire boat ramp up. <laughs> Isn't there a thing on TikTok right now making fun of wives who can't back up boat trailers? Yeah, that's you. That's well, me. You're my plus one. I'm so. your plus one. I think everybody on the boat dock at that point was laughing because I couldn't back it up. And we're in there with a bunch of experts. Remember, we're there for the fishing tournament. Oh, yeah. Yeah. These guys can back up trailers with their eyes closed. Yeah. And then here I am 
I'm turning left and the boat's going right, and That's I don't right. even know where I'm going. Who was it that uh, gave you that moonshine? Um, Matt Stillwell. Matt Stillwell. He was an artist, Matt Stillwell. Um, he is an artist still to this day, um, and I still listen to his music. If you go, if you get a chance, go look up Matt Stillwell. He's got a, and I think at the time, the song was called Shine. And it was about moonshine. That stuff was brutal, man. I got sick. Yeah. I didn't finish. Well, I finished dinner, but dinner came up rather quickly. Yeah, that was spaghetti. Can we move on, please? That's right. We can move on. (laughs) Um, And then. Well, I think that, you know, I think that it's, there's 25 years worth of stories, right? Oh, yeah. And I think that it's. It's well, just let's talk about concerts for a minute. Oh, if we concerts. have 25 years of stories, we have plenty of concerts. Gosh, concerts. God, can you reflect on one that like there's so many of them. I mean, from Country Jam. Half of Country Jam, I don't remember. <laughs> but half of Country Jam, we dressed up, we went and we went and Got polyester pants. So Country Jam is a concert oh. in Grand Junction, Colorado, just outside of Grand Junction. It's in the summer, and it's a big festival. And basically, it's what four days long, three days long. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay, four so days. four days long. Yeah. We rented an RV. Yeah. We actually had two RVs between some friends of ours. Yeah. And us, there were two RVs, and we had a, we put the canopy out, disco ball sound system and we had a party every night we did i think that was really (laughs) yeah you got the smoke in the fire um but i think what's really cool about the country jam story is that we we rented polyester or no we went and bought polyester pants it's like we went to goodwill silk shirts we did um and we dressed up in these wigs and these outfits you keep talking. I need and fire. And reset, or we we upstaged Reba McIntyre when we walked down the middle of the um, the middle of the stage, and we invited everybody back to the '70s and '80s party back in the campsite. From that, we had the security guys stop by the next day, and they said we estimated you had five hundred people at the campsite and remember they gave us lottery tickets <laughs> because they wanted us to do it again are you getting a phone call i am hold on was that your wife calling it was my wife calling with the second grandkid it changes perspective a little bit knowing you have a couple of grandkids now and you've got more on the way yeah third one's due in january and we're not even that old that's what makes it so bad right it seems like we're older, but we're not. Start early, finish early. Way to look at it. Right. Going back to concerts. Back to concerts. Man. I lost my train of thought when your wife called, so I, I don't even know what I we know were talking there's about. so many of them. I mean, it's, we got Country Jam, right? So finish that story. Yeah, Country Jam. And so we dressed up. We had 500 people. The lottery people came by and gave us $50 worth of scratch and win tickets and said, throw that party again. And then we realized what they were trying to do, right? They were trying to control the crowds. Yep. And since we had so many people at our campsite, but we brought stereo equipment and a disco ball and yeah. It was fun. And but but I think just even outside of Country Jam, that's like it's a standalone event. 
Yeah. When you look at other events, whether it be the Grizzly Rose, yeah. What's the, what do you call Mile High now? Uh, Mile Empower High. Empower Field. What is it? Empower Field. <clears throat> so between like someone like Kenny Chesney or somebody there, yeah. and it's Sand all these Bar. country shows, or here in Virginia. Oh or, wait, 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 wait. What? You drug me to a non-country concert. Which one? Motley Crue or Metallica? Kiss. Oh, Kiss. That's right. I forgot so, about that. The funny part of that whole story is that we are backstage with Kiss. <laughs> you had no idea. I had no idea who these people were. I mean, there were kids in the stands dressed up. Their parents made them dress them up. Uh-huh. As I forgot as Kiss, about this. Right? And I'm standing back there going, there are 10,000 Kiss fans that would kill me right now. Oh, yeah. They would kill you right now. I remember you saying that. Right. Because I'm like, I know Kiss, maybe one song, maybe two, but like, no. That that was the, I, I feel like, Garrett, that was the only non-country concert because it was your 40th birthday weekend in Vegas. That was a hell of a weekend. That was a busy weekend. I forgot about Kiss. <laughs> and you going, I don't know who they are. I don't know who they are. I'm like, how? And it was so loud. Oh, that oh, was the best. So loud. So one of my favorite concerts of all time, all time, is Motley Crue because I walked away from there nauseous from the bass but i loved every minute of it when i walked away kiss was awesome but i totally forgot that you were like who's kiss yeah yeah <laughs> no nope. um some of your favorite concerts who would they be what artists well chesney's got to be at the top um but you know me i'm a 90s person right, right. and Anytime we got a chance to see somebody back in the day, Brooks and Don, but the Tracy Lawrences of the world and Brooks and Which Don. we were, okay, so. Oh, Garth. We got to talk about Garth last year. Here at the campground, an hour ago, two hours ago, we were sitting here making dinner, and you basically had it on a. Tracy Lawrence, greatest hits, man. And 90s I forgot country music. how many songs he had. And we're not even done. Dude, your feet are going to burn here I in know. a minute. That fire's getting big. I know. We went to, Garth had a stadium tour last year, and I came to Colorado for the stadium tour, and it rained that night, too, but how weird oh is it? Oh, God. It's almost like Garth said, make it rain when I play the Thunder Rolls, because as soon as he played the Thunder Rolls, it started raining. Yep. How does he make that happen? I don't know, but I tell you what, man, in in Colorado, when it rains, it gets cold. Ooh, that was it was cold. And it poured after the show. We had to go to an after party event. Yep. And that was at a closed bar. We couldn't get an Uber, and we finally get there, and then they have us outside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. And they finally moved this inside. On the second floor with the patio open, but at least we were we were at least under the roof at that point. But it was still cold. It was still very cold. But the night before, we went the, to the rehearsal. night before was great. The rehearsal we went to we we look. I don't take anything that I do for granted. That's right. I love every single moment, and 
I cherish every single moment. We did. We got an opportunity to go to the pre-show the night before with the Garth. dress rehearsal. And it's Garth running through the show. Yep. And doing songs. Actually, I think he's referred to as uh, Mr. Yearwood. But he goes through songs, and when he does, he's very picky. Well, I, you know, I, I, I've told you that, you know, one of the things that I've always paid attention to is just how artists, you know, react. And I think after, God, 30 years probably he's been doing this, I was so impressed how critical he was still being of a show that's getting ready to be played in front of 80,000 people at Mile High. And he is still asking the band to come in sharper on this and harder on this. And, you know, it's like we weren't even there. Pay attention to the intonation on this. They're just very, he's like, look, I've been working with you for 30 years, but it's still not perfect. Yeah. And he waited around and met with every single person at that event. There were... 300 people there? Yeah, maybe. Maybe 300 people, and he met every single one. So, yes, give Garth credit for for doing what he does. He's yeah. always been that way. That's, right. That's who he is. So that is a highlight. Chesney, yeah. always a highlight. Yeah. Um, we've seen him In Denver. At, at Red Rocks. At least, we've also seen him oh, at gosh. the amphitheater. Red Rocks. Red Rocks created my hat. <laughs> when he rained in Red Rocks, we haven't even talked rained. about any Red Rocks shows. It rained. It destroyed my straw hat. Three shows in a row. Yeah, three shows. Three nights. That night. Yeah, three nights. Three nights. Yeah, we didn't. Do did we go to every single? No, I know the we night did not that, go to every that, single. I know one. the night that we went, it rained, and he played the entire night, and not a single person left. Nope, not a single. And person. I still have that hat. It doesn't look the same. It definitely took its toll, but it was way worth it. Kenny was, I mean, look, he always, he's like Garth, man. You put Kenny on stage and he will entertain and you will have fun. Those are two of my favorites. And Eric Church. Well, we went to the um, Eric Church acoustic. He did a couple of nights at Red Rocks where it was just him. And a guitar. But he did bring band members out from time to time where it was like three band members. Yeah. But it was, for the most part, acoustic. That's right. That was the coolest tour that I think I've ever seen. Well, the only thing we haven't done, and as we sit here with beers to catch up on, it's a, it's a great song. I mean, I think that uh, when you and I first heard it, we're like, man, we've been doing that for years. Look, um, the last camping trip, when we came to Lake Anna, we played that song over and over. We did. Like five times. Yep. Yeah. And as we, we sit here today, um, you know, we know that this is... We know that this is not the last trip, but um, no, you know I think it's uh, it's crazy to have that kind of stuff. You know, country music is real life. When you're separated like you and I are, to have a song like that, you come together. We sit on kayaks all day. We we had breakfast this morning. We made breakfast here at the campsite. We made dinner. It's not necessarily all about beers to catch up on, though. Every time we sit down we're catching up on something new yeah there's always something new whether that's stocks (laughs) i don't know anything about stocks (laughs) or whether that's you know what's going on with the the kids and music lessons and 
I mean, what else have we talked about? Look, today? we got we we talked politics. We talked, you know, yeah, what's did. going on in the world with COVID, COVID with riots, with everything else. So we talked, you know, we talk about all that, but we always come back to music and yeah. just getting together. And it's not necessarily what we talk about. It's just about that we're talking and we're sitting by a fire. That's so right. That is kind of what the world according to G is all about. I, you know, yeah. I just want to get together and talk to friends. That's right. And as uh, as we wrap this thing up, I think it's uh, we didn't we you know we we talked a little bit about the Vegas the Vegas bench. Uh, let's wrap up on the Ve- Vegas bench and the hat and what what's going to happen with the hat, so all we right. can document that for sure. Josh had a brilliant idea on two points. What was it? We two? were there for your 40th birthday party. Yeah, when yeah, we yeah. saw the Vegas bench. We did. But he sent me a text. That was a couple of days ago. No, 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 no. Going back to the Vegas bench. No. This was a few years ago. Yep. You were in Vegas for something else. I don't remember if you were there for fun or if you were there for work. Probably for fun. <laughs> Smoke coming in my face <laughs> from the campfire. But you sent me a text of these two senior citizens, old guys. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> sitting on a bench outside of where were they sitting outside of Caesars we they were inside of the Caesars um just before you get into the casino you send me this picture of these two guys and you just said this is going to be us in 40 years right right like this is this is us we're going to be sitting in Vegas on a park bench <laughs> yeah so i laughed at that i thought that was brilliant and then it came down to your text a couple of days ago. Yeah. With we've been talking a lot about the hat. Yeah. What happens to the hat? So the first one that goes, and we won't talk about who that may or may not be. Well, right now I'm overweight, so it might be That's me. That's right. Um, whoever goes first, the hat gets buried with them. Because there's not going to be anything else to add to the there, hat. There will nothing be. There will be nothing to be added to the hat at that point. And I think that just like again, it's it's people that have those relationships, you know, that last that long. It's it's you know, what you are getting blasted with smoke I, from the fire. I love it. So okay, let me ask this: If you're the last one left, yeah. Between the two of us. Yeah. What do you write on the hat as the final entry? Ooh, that's a good... We haven't talked about this. This is new. we haven't. Gosh, that's good. Um, God, there's got to be a quote from somewhere. Sure there is. That just gets written on the hat. And we should probably just, right now, just say that we're going to dedicate the top of the hat to whatever that final quote is, that that's what gets... That's what gets written. The top of the hat yeah. is the final quote. Yeah. I may have to think about that for a while. Yeah. That's that's deep thoughts. I'm not ready for deep thoughts. I was about to say. So you can't ask me the same thing because I have no idea. No, I don't either. I mean, I think it's it's got to be, gosh, if you just think about the road, right? I'm going to say the road less traveled, but that's, you know, we've traveled it. and I'm sure it would have to do with a country song somewhere. Oh, good point. Oh. What? Luke Bryan, drink a beer. Yeah. Right? That could be it. Or it could be beers to catch up on. (laughs) In another life. In another life. On that note, we are going to wrap things up. My buddy Josh of officially 
25 years. That's we figured right. it out this year. That's right. Sitting by a campfire here in Virginia. It's the world according to G. I appreciate the 25 years. I mean, I think that it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. It has been fun. I'm sure we'll catch up on a few more as the world according to G continues. That was definitely a good time with my buddy Josh. And I think we'll do it again um, down the road. Maybe next time I will go to Colorado. So now it's time for Can I Get an Amen? I do this on my show every day, and it's where I search the internet and I find some positive stories that I can share with you. And I hope these stories raise your spirits if you're having a bad day or point you in the right direction to do something nice for somebody else. There's a three-year-old in Toronto named Wolfgang. They call him Wolfie for short. He is obsessed with garbage trucks. And he only got to invite two people to his birthday this month because of social distancing. He chose the two trash collectors who handle his route. We took a liking to him and he took a liking to us. Wolfie's a really great kid. Without hesitation, he said you're in DJ. Since you're part of the pack, we got you something. You can play me with my garbage trucks. That right there is pretty awesome. Now, I've never invited the garbage guys over for my birthday party, but I have left them beer before. Does that count? (laughs) Can I get an amen? Amen! There you go. That's episode six of The World According to G. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, 